in a recent online racing event, not iRacing, but online, uh, Casey came back to finish fourth after a uh, slow pit stop on his first time. Eric finished third. I won, beating Kyle Busch. And now, in an unrelated reason, my body is scattered across four states. This is the Backup Car Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Backup Car Podcast episode uh, 13, I think. 14? 13. I don't know. I would... Lucky number 13. Ironically, it's, pro- it's probably 13. No, it's my number. Hey, Casey's back. Hey, I'm alive. Yeah, dude. We, I, I totally said you went to a friend's house. It was your mom's birthday last Wednesday, and I didn't even think yeah, about that. So, so uh, happy birthday, Casey's mom. Oh, happy birthday, Casey's mom. Uh, yeah. So it was last week, so I drove back home and uh, just stayed overnight and stuff, and just you know, spent time with family. Works that. That's always good right now. Um, yeah. And you know, we need it. We all need that right now. So it's good. It's good. And we're glad that you're back because we've had some, uh, I, I was going to say insanely good racing. We've had some good racing, but yeah. uh, this is the first time this season where it's like, oh, that's the NASCAR I know and love. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, it's not as good as I thought it was going to be. Um, at least, we, or, you know, that we, so I'm not what? I said, I, I, at least we have NASCAR, so I'm not going to complain about the quality. Yeah, Honestly, I don't think anyone really can complain yeah. about the quality. But Look. the thing we've seen racing with the current downforce package at Charlotte Motor Speedway do a lot better than it did this past weekend, at least for the Cup Series. Yeah. It's it, been the tire compound. We were talking about it before we started airing tonight, and uh, Eric brought up the, the possibility of it being maybe a new tire package, you know, tire thing, uh, you know, occasionally in years past, 2003, 2004, Goodyear would experiment with tire packages. Sometimes they'd be perfect. Sometimes they would be absolutely horrendous, which Eric's driver, Tony Stewart, would constantly remind us if the tire package was bad. Um, because and, of Tony Stewart's, yeah. I've never liked Goodyear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hoosier. <laughs> Talked about how they exited out of Formula One. They exited out of IndyCar because Goodyear couldn't build a tire worth of crap. That is a direct quote from the legendary Tony Stewart. You know, I don't know what it was. I, I've, I wasn't a fan of the package. But then I come, we come into this season where the races have been really, really good. They've been really, really yeah. good. And so I'm really, I, I'm, I'm so confused on on what happened on Sunday. Um, so I guess, well, I mean, we'll honestly just start the conversation there. Uh, obviously we have Darlington to talk about, um, for the Xfinity race. Um, cause one amazing finish there. Uh, actually let's, let's start there first. Cause that was the first race that happened. We'll get into Charlotte early, and later on, but, uh, right. we, when we uploaded the podcast last week, uh, featured uh, Christian Espinoza, uh, we talked about Charlotte, but we also were missing out on a rained out Xfinity race that was happening that Thursday. Uh, which was supposed to happen Thursday afternoon. It kept getting pushed off. Finally happened around like 4.30. They got going. Uh, and we actually ended up seeing a full race. And it even started raining at some point. And they were like, yeah, let's hold on. And they held on. And the track got clear again. And they were able to finish the race, which was really cool. Because we saw 
an insane race. I mean, we saw an insane race Wednesday night uh, after yeah. the uh, cup, the first Wednesday cup race at Darlington. Uh, this is the yeah. second Darlington race, but the first ever Wednesday race. Um, I don't know if that's the first ever. I shouldn't be saying it like that. First ever in a long time. And then we, we go to the Xfinity race, and, you know, Kyle Busch is in it, and Kyle Busch does what Kyle Busch always does, and is just one of the best cars in the field, and he ends up having speeding issues, and he comes back. He makes a comeback, and on a battle for the lead with two to go, Chase Briscoe managed to hold off Kyle Busch. Uh, Kyle Busch ended up getting the lead at one point, but he, Briscoe was able to grab, grab it back, and Briscoe won in a really thrilling finish. And, I mean... We never talked about it last episode. Chase Briscoe has gone through a lot of stuff. Uh, my thoughts and prayers yeah. are with his family. Um, yeah, my... Him and his family, his wife, they just, you know, lost their kid. And, you know, I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to get too into it because it's just horrible. And yeah. I know Chase Briscoe's sick of hearing about it. He wants to just move past this. And he, he was able to in a really huge way and get the win. Uh, what an awesome race. And what a great uh, comeback for the Xfinity Series. And it's a great confidence boost for Xfinity Series regulars because they just showed that they could go out there and and beat one of the greatest in the business. It's happened a couple of times this year. Remember the race in Phoenix? Kyle Busch got passed but with like two laps to go by uh, both of his teammates, Harrison Burton and Brandon Jones. I think and Brandon so Jones they, had it was like 20 to go. But then uh, he got oh, passed by Harrison Burton with like two to go. Right, right, right. Um, right. <laughs> and so Bush has been beaten before he got beat in uh, Darlington. And then he got beat last night in the truck series race, but we'll get to that. Um, and, and so right now for the Xfinity series drivers, they have, they've all got to be feeling really, really good about how things are going in for them and how good their careers are progressing, especially some of the higher ups that, you know, maybe, maybe we're thinking about having a uh, professional rides in the cup series pretty darn soon. And so, you know, the, uh, and, and just a great run for that 98 car with all that's happened. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it was really, I, I was so happy for, for Briscoe and, you know, and you just, you, you, you see the guy get out of the car and I, I don't know if you guys hear that. I'm sure everybody does hear that in the podcast. This is the second time they've gone past my house. Some guys in a, in motorcycles. I'm glad they're revving their engines at nine o'clock at night. But that's okay. Um, I'm not an old person, so I don't care about it. We're we're just recording a podcast. Um, you guys should understand. We... What, Casey? You're you're cutting out there. Oh, I said I wish we were having uh, other engines revving tonight. But oh yeah, exactly. I think we all do. We're recording this when there was supposed to be a race right now, uh, yeah, and that's so. not happening. So uh, this is another podcast getting uploaded on a day in another week. Another race where there's rain involved for the NASCAR series, so Cup Series. So Mother Nature hates this sport. Um, but yeah. back to extremely uh, Darlington. Uh, you know, we had a lot of good finishes by drivers. Noah Gragson really needed a good run. He managed to get a top five. Uh, we saw Ryan Sieg another great run, top ten, seventh place. Uh, Ross Chastain quietly eighth. Um, I don't remember him much being a factor in the Darlington race. Uh, he was there, but he just wasn't a big factor for uh, the win. The colleague team just is trying to make steps, and uh, they definitely did make a better, bigger step at Charlotte. Um, and then Brett Moffitt, the, the our motorsports, a new team in Xfinity this season, uh, managed to get an 11th place. I mean, 
Brett Moffitt is a real incredible talent in NASCAR, and he's really been able to do uh, some amazing stuff with these cars. And actually, uh, as we get to Bristol, which I'm pretty sure was also moved to Monday because of the um, because of the race Cup race being postponed to tomorrow. Um, either way, uh, there's a different driver in the O2 for this weekend. First time Moffitt's not been in the car. Uh, but obviously Moffitt's going for truck championship anyways. Uh, Brandon Brown, 13th. Uh, we had, um, just a couple of guys who we'd think that were going to finish up front. You know, Riley Herbst, 18th. Brandon Jones, 20th. Brandon Jones did not have a good race. Uh, he was somebody, I, I told a friend of mine messaged me, he sends me messages. He's like, yo, who should I bet on for this race? I'm like, well, don't bet on Kyle Busch because you're not going to get money if you bet on Kyle Busch. And he's like, yep, won't do that. I'm like, it's either going to be Briscoe or or Jones. I'm like, he'll probably make more money if Brandon Jones wins. Brandon Jones did nothing pretty much the whole race, and he put his 10 bucks on him. So I was like, ah, I'm sorry, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but, I wouldn't call him Brett just yet. I'd say Briscoe's probably your safe bet. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I thought absolutely. Jones looked actually bet on it, but... Jones looked really good at Phoenix. So, I mean, I don't know. I thought he was going to c- come back and uh, look pretty strong. Um, but that wasn't the case. But, yeah, I mean, uh, anything else. I mean, this was a Xfinity put on. A, a, Darlington put on a show every race. Uh, and Xfinity definitely was a good wrap-up to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we move on to Charlotte. And, I mean, the hype is huge because... Charlotte is such a big deal. It is the home of NASCAR. It's the Coca-Cola 600, the World 600. I mean, that is one of the, it's a crown jewel for NASCAR. I mean, yeah, we got the Daytona 500, but the other race, I would say, is the Coca-Cola 600. And then maybe maybe winning at Talladega or Bristol, also big tracks. But I would say the next next one below Daytona, it doesn't get enough hype. It's the Coca-Cola 600. 600 yep. miles. There's th- four stages. It's insane. Uh and we didn't we didn't see a good race. I I if you think it was a good race, I think you're crazy. I I mean, I know you you guys both said, "Hey, we had racing back, so let's let's, you know, there's not much bad we can say about it." But no. I the thing is, I'm glad there's something I can talk about. I'm yeah. glad I saw cars go in circles. I was very happy about it, but that's all I felt like happened. I mean, that's not what what we saw on Sunday. In my opinion, wasn't racing. It just wasn't racing. I mean, and the biggest things that I can pull out from that, which we just lost Casey. Oh, he's back. Okay. Um. Yeah. So we saw whenever a driver took the lead, they held the lead, and like. You'd think that's normal, but it was very abnormal once we saw uh, Joey Logano take the lead. So Kurt Busch started the race, right? Took the lead. Uh, he was on the pole, took the lead, led the first 50-something laps, 54 laps. Lost the lead, dropped back to 16th, had like a bad pit stops. Really couldn't do much until the very end. He was able to get back to the top 10. And then we saw Alex Bowman lead a ton of this race. And Martin Truex was right there, right there, right there. Couldn't pass him. Truex finally gets the lead after a pit stop. Truex holds on to the lead. Leads a bunch of laps. Uh, Up there, no one can pass him. And then all of a sudden, Joey Logano stays out. It's like we're noticing that they're noticing this clean air means everything. 
uh, Joey Logano stays out, and he leads. He stays out on old tires. Uh, it was like 20, 30 lap old tires. Uh, but so did Kevin Harvick and someone else. I can't remember. It was two other drivers. Three, it was three drivers total stayed out where everybody else pit to take four tires. And or I think a couple of people, two tires doesn't make a difference. The two cars, two of the three cars that didn't pit finished the last two spots in the lead lap at the end of the stage three. The Chase other driver, was- Chase Elliott was the other one. All right. The other driver who didn't pit, who stayed out, Joey Logano. He was the one who grabbed the lead at the beginning and then pulled away. No one could touch him. Yeah. And again, look, I'm glad racing is back, but but NASCAR, like this is you, you can't just you know you can't just say as a fan you, you you're grateful as a fan you're grateful NASCAR is back absolutely as some as people in our position who you know are here to talk about the sport talk about what we saw and you know we've complained every year let's treat yeah. this like normal and what's normal is that this wasn't normal this wasn't what NASCAR is. This isn't what NASCAR should be doing. Clean air prevailed. It was so much greater than anything. The only time it didn't work out was Matthew Benedetto. The only pass for the lead that we saw was Chase Elliott passing Keselowski. Chase Elliott just had a straight up better car. And of course he didn't end up winning the race because he pit. And then Keselowski was able to grab the lead. We, and and I was surprised Jeff Gluck always puts out on Twitter, was Charlotte a good race? Was X a good race? And it was 50-50? What did you guys watch? The overtime restart wasn't good. I mean, I, I don't understand. I, I do understand, hey, let's not criticize the sport. We should be grateful it's back. But at the same time, as if we're not criticizing it, nothing's going to get changed. We're going to keep seeing the same racing when it comes to these tracks, I, I, James, I know you loved the package last year. I had a lot of issues with it last last year, and we both talked about it. We both went over that, uh, and that's okay because we can both disagree on it. This right, right here is what uh, a lot of the problems last season, where clean air was better than everything, and that is not racing. What and that well, was, I don't know what needs to happen to change it, but it needs to be changed. Yeah. Comes in with the package for sure. And, and that was the problem with like a couple of races the first time last season. And then the second time NASCAR really straightened it out. The race at Kansas was phenomenal both times, but that it was really right then when they started figuring out how to run this new package well for the fans. And the, you might not remember the, the Coke 600 from last year. And, you know, honestly, year to year, it's hard to remember some of the subtle details from each race, you know, 2005 Daytona 500, Jeff Gordon won it. I wouldn't be able to tell you a lot about that race. Um, even though that was one of the races where I was just had my heart pounding out of my chest, those last five laps. Uh, still though, the, the package in my mind has improved the quality of racing very much. So, and a reason for that is because, these gigantic tracks, California and Michigan, 
are now fun to watch again like they were in the 80s and 90s. No one car is pulling away five, six, seven seconds and just riding around, taking it easy. NASCAR is not about taking it easy. NASCAR is about action, always has been and always will be. I don't care what Brian France says. Um, and and the, the, the current package as it is right now, in this race last year, allowed for a lot of action. There was a scene last year, Ryan Newman was in it, I think Jimmy Johnson was in it as well, four wide down the backstretch. And you do not see that anymore. And, and you, we absolutely did not see it uh, here on uh, uh, Sunday night, which is super strange, probably because of the tire combination, even though we wouldn't be able to prove it. But uh, the, the package has been very good. It's just that this one race this weekend, it was not. Yeah. Casey, I don't know. Casey, even there? We don't even hear Casey. Nope. Sorry, I was just having a bit of connection issues. All right. Yeah. I mean, do you anything to add about Sunday's race or? Um, I don't think I caught much of it. I think I was working Sunday. Um, but I do remember, you know, seeing the results and stuff after I got back. I wasn't able to catch that live. I've been able to catch, uh, you know, the Xfinity race on Monday and the truck race yesterday, but that had really been about it. Work kind of took up my schedule other than that. Sorry saw, if I don't have a ton of Yeah, that's fine. I, I mean, just uh, you, you saw the two best races this weekend. I mean, yeah. Xfinity yeah, and trucks um, were incredible. I wouldn't argue that. Yeah. Um, but it's just, I don't know. Uh, it was six, 600 miles is a long time. And you, you sit there and, I mean, not to be like every NASCAR or every NASCAR hater ever. Oh, they, all they do is turn left. But I mean, that's all we saw. There wasn't mm-hmm. really any action on Sunday. There wasn't anything that was crazy that happened. The most crazy thing was Eric Jones drove through the field after a penalty. Kyle Busch was Kyle Busch. I mean, Ryan Blaney drove through the field after starting in the back. Uh, we saw a really good Jimmy Johnson race. But that's another big thing to talk about for this race is Johnson. Yeah. We, we've seen we've seen a lot of races where we saw Penske last year get win, wins taken away. Uh, they were encumbered. I don't know if it, there was two times that happened last season, right? Was Logano both times? No. Logano was a was the race a couple of years ago okay. at Michigan, and that was that losing that race knocked him out of the, the playoffs that year. Yeah. Um, that was basically when when the interment cumbered came into being in NASCAR. But last year they totally outlawed it and just said we're going to take your win away if you uh, if you do that. And and there was obviously something wrong with Jimmy Johnson's car. Not a hundred percent sure what it was, but uh, they it's just not a good day for Jimmy Johnson, and it was not a good day for Denny Hamlin either. Oh yeah, both of teams have uh have faced pretty stiff punishment uh after the coca-cola 600 johnson finishing on track in second place he's gonna lose what what could have been like 45 points or something like that overall he's gonna take a gigantic hit in the standings he might as well have wrecked yeah uh like on lap one too um, so Chase Elliott moves up to second behind Brad Keselowski and, and, and Keselowski deserved to win that race because Chase Elliott would have been, you know, in, in trouble whether he did or did not pit on that green white checkered. Because the, th- the thing about it is 
right there at the end, Chase Elliott had the best car, just like he did at Darlington uh, this past Wednesday. Um, but at, at the point where William Byron is spinning through turns one and two with the flat tire, everybody was thinking do the exact opposite of what Chase Elliott does because we cannot beat him if we're on the same page. No, I actually, so, I actually want to disagree with you there. I, wanna, I, I think Chase Elliott, if he stayed out, he would have won. Uh, I think he would have won had uh, the entire field pit behind him. I think he would have still won. Uh, my reason being is that he would have had the lead. Look at uh, Matt Benedetto, who took two tires after a lot of laps on uh, his left side tire, took right side tires. I don't know. If, or the other way around. I don't know what it was. He took two tires. And, my, you know, he, he was able to not only take the lead on the start, he pulled out and, and got led six laps. That was, I mean, yeah. I mean, even if Chase Elliott pit and took two tires, uh, mm-hmm. and you know everybody did follow him and he took two tires, I think he would have been fine. I think he would have been fine had he stayed out. Obviously, we saw the Joey Logano, who stayed out mm-hmm. on thirty lap tires and was able to take the lead and win the stage, led twenty something laps where cars behind him had four tires. So, um, I, I, I mean, it's, it's you know, who knows? Because we did also see. Chase Elliott figure out a way around Keselowski. He was the only guy who could pass him. Uh, and we did see Matt, uh, Matthew Benedetto get passed after six laps. So, obviously, it w- could have happened. I think it was too short of a time. Uh, I think Chase Elliott stayed out. He would have won. Um, the, the thing that I think about is that we saw Chase Elliott stay out uh, during a pit stop earlier in that racing. He dropped like a rock. Yeah. So... I'm just not 100% sure that 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 he would have been able to hold him off if every single one behind him had stayed out. Because if Brad Keselowski comes out of the outside, uh, or, or inside for that matter, he holds it wide open going into one and two. Yeah. No doubt about it. With worn, tire, when worn tires, it, assuming that the tires weren't the problem with the race, even though I'm pretty sure they were, if Chase Elliott had worn tires... There's no way he's able to hold it wide open in in one and two, even if he's on the outside, even if he's in that groove with the, you know, the the sticky layer on top of it, uh, which is basically just Charlotte's Charlotte's excuse for saying, hey, it's actually a good racetrack. I promise. Um, You know, it's a fast racetrack. It's tight, which means that which I say to mean that that the turns are not uh, particularly wide as Atlanta or, you know, whatever. Um, but, uh, the, the track itself could have been a problem. It's been a problem since they, they tried that levy banking thing. Um, before that it was fine. After that, they totally ruined it. Um, and I don't mind. Yep. Big shame because now we have Roval to look forward to and that's the best thing about Charlotte Motor Speedway right now. That's what gives Charlotte at least, you know, some things it's like, hell Yeah. I love the Roval. I would go to Charlotte in a heartbeat to watch the Roval race. Um, yeah, me too. But I think about I think about a lot of stuff. Um, I mean, brought up Denny Hamlin. That's a, that's inc- that's incredible. I I have a friend who uh, he does stuff with Gaunt Brothers. Um, and right. So he supports Toyota basically because of his uh, association with Gaunt Brothers uh, and uh, HRE uh, Hattori Racing Enterprise. Um, but he. You know, I'm like, of course, you know, they, there has been an issue every race with the Toyotas. Every race. And 
This was the first race. No one was sent to the back. Nothing. And sure enough, something had to happen. I feel bad for Denny Hamlin. I feel bad for the 11 teams. I feel like that was just a part that, that broke off. But Because you can't, you can only prepare so much, and you never know what's going to happen. But at the same time, NASCAR looks at that ballast as something that should not break off at all, given its weight. I mean, it's 20. It's not 20. It's it's heavy. It might be heavier than 20 pounds. Um, it's got to be around. You saw the uh, you saw the track worker pick it up with one hand. Half tried. He 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 held it like a baby when he brought it to the truck. Yeah, he he failed miserably. He had to carry it with his forearms, which you only do for something that's really really heavy. Oh so, gosh, I I, I want to lift it up. I want to know what that's like. I want to see what that feels like. Like it does not look like it looks like just a piece of metal. Like and you go grabbing it, like oh my god. <laughs> So, yeah. uh, apparently, because when, uh, when the race got going, Joey Gase, which, not in a good car, but the 51 car was went a lap down uh, in, like, four laps. Four laps he mm-hmm. went a lap down. Turns out I watched Radioactive today, and Joey Gase ran over uh, that ballast. And I'm yeah. like, oh, because you know what? He is slow, but he wasn't that slow. Uh, so sucks, sucks for him there. Um, but then uh, you know, I'm looking at the bottom of the field here. Bubba Wallace it, breaks went out, breaks went to the floor. Uh, that sucks because Charlotte's a good track for him. I mean, remember when he won his way with the stage, won his way into the All Star race last year? That was a huge deal to him. I know he probably looks at Charlotte as like, this is it. I love this place. Uh, so that's mm-hmm. a bummer for him. Uh, Boyer. Uh, Unfortunate for him, didn't even get through the yeah big wreck, big wreck, and he didn't even make it through uh, first stage right at the very end. Uh, so unfortunate for all of them. Uh, Kenseth had a flat tire; he went in the wall. Ryan Newman had battery problems throughout the race. Uh, I'm expecting all those guys that I just mentioned to have a bounce back come uh, tomorrow. Now, so uh, at least hopefully, hopefully we'll see end up seeing a better race. <laughs> Because I'm just—that's all I'm hoping for. Or tonight, at the time of the release of the oh, specific- you forgot about the, our podcast gets uploaded on Thursday, so hopefully that tropical storm has passed. Worry um, about. We 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 did end up seeing. We said it before. We did end up seeing some really good racing at Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, and it comes from first off, first of all, the Xfinity series. I do, I do like the Xfinity series. I think the Xfinity series puts on pretty good races. Um, but I think that truck series always puts on a good race. I don't remember the last time I've watched a bad truck race. Even the ones Kyle Busch wins. There's something about it that I find it really exciting. Uh, and the truck race did not disappoint last night. Uh, we'll go into the Xfinity race first where it was, uh, you know, there was a lot going on and there was only, uh, 11 cars in the lead lap at the end of the race. I mean, cars all of a sudden, people just, I I said, I mentioned this before we started the podcast. People just started losing talent is what happened. All of a sudden they just ran out of talent. And, uh, I mean, we saw it. it, I, I mentioned this. I wanted to shout it out. Shout out to Tommy Joe Martins, right? Tommy Joe Martins, his own team, T Martin, or is it Martins motorsport? Something Martins motorsport. Yeah. Yeah. Tommy Joe Martins. You know, it's his own vehicle. He's got a very small team. Shout out to Jay. Shout out to Brad. Shout out to Matt. Uh, like, 
they were they were there, and I was I love first of all NASCAR. Thank you, you did something right here. Thank you so much for allowing all the fans to listen to the driver radios without uh, having to pay for it on the app. And so I get to listen. I listen to Tommy Joe Martin's most of the night just because I'm like, oh, I want to support you know my my friends here. And so uh, in the first stage, you had a flat tire, um, and they were just. And Tommy Joe takes this stuff hard. He, he takes it to heart. He's, he, you know, he it sucks. It's his, it's his team. It's his car, and they don't got a lot of money. So when they wreck, it's a lot of money out of his pocket to try to pay for this stuff. And um, if you've ever watched his, he did, he did streaming over. I hope he still keeps streaming, but he did streaming over the um, quarantine break that we had for NASCAR. Uh, he's a really good personality. He's a really good person, and he's very vocal. He went to school to be a journalist. He wasn't expecting to get into racing, and racing worked out for him, and that's awesome. And I'm, I, I, I love, I love hearing him. He, he really is an interesting guy to listen to talk. But he, his one of his crew guys goes after that flat tire, and so they're getting to the end of stage one. They're like, you know what? One of these races, man. If we catch a little bit of luck, I really think we could surprise some people. It was super calm, and it was just put out there. It was just set. With four laps to go, five laps to go, how many? Six laps to go. Not even. This was two laps ago. It was two laps ago. Uh, <laughs> he found himself battling. For a top 10 position. He was a lap down at the beginning of the race with a flat tire. At the end of the race, he was battling for a top 10. That's insane. That's insane. That is awesome. Yeah. I, I Unbelievable for him. And it, it's, it sucks he got put in that accent. Uh, I hate to say it. Someone whose name rhymes with Roa Bagson. Uh <laughs> Lost complete. He just he just lost it. He just sent it into the turn. It was like, all right, good luck, everybody else. And he he lost control of his car. Big accident. A lot of got a lot of good cars got wrecked. One of them being Tommy Joe. And he so hard on the inside. Man. He that was a nasty wreck. That car's done. I mean, like he can't even like save that car, which sucks because he has to go. That's another. He, he I think you put on on Twitter. $75,000 at least worth of damage. Yeah. I mean, that's horrible. So yeah. I just, I, I feel bad for him. I feel bad for that team because they worked their asses off. And uh, yeah. uh, you know what? Tommy, I don't know if you listened. Jay, Brad, everybody who works on that team. People knew you guys were there. People knew you were there. You guys were on the lead lap. Coming, coming to the end of the race, and if they followed your race, they knew you came back from already a flat tire. You had an issue at the beginning of the race. Mm-hmm. People knew you were there. People knew that that team was showing up, and I wouldn't be shocked to see them get a couple top tens this season. I hope, I really hope that they can get that and work it out. And they're going to Bristol, where, I mean, there's a chance to have another $75,000 worth of damage to a car. Uh, yeah. But also... Bristol's are compared to other tracks. It's a great equalizer, and I think that they showed at Charlotte. Hey, our cars aren't that bad. We actually have some competitive cars, so they can go to Bristol and easily run top ten. 
Uh, that'd be awesome for him. Uh, so enough of me uh, going off about Tommy Joe. We really did see an awesome race. Um, and th- there wasn't a lot of a lot of good cars gotten wrecks. Brandon Jones got in an accident. Uh, Miles Sanders got a wreck. Managed to still get a top ten. Um, Ross Chastain got into the wall after one car blew up. He finished fourth. Yeah, Timmy Hill blew up. I mean, he got in the wall. Uh, Briscoe had a, uh, the worst end of that. He got in the wall. Uh, he ended up finishing three laps down yep. after he was doing really good in the race. Um, yep. but yeah, Chastain, Chastain. I, I, I mentioned this. Another thing I mentioned before the podcast, I want to bring up now, uh, Ross Chastain is what this sport needs. Uh, this has definitely been a pro Ross Chastain pro- podcast. Uh, yeah. I've admitted my new fandom of being a Ross Chastain fan. Uh, but like, (laughs) come on, how did you not, if you watched that race and you saw how hard he battled Kyle Busch and you were like, why is he doing that? Then you shouldn't be watching. I think you shouldn't be watching that NASCAR. That was incredible. That was so cool. I mean, he was really giving Kyle Busch a hard time. He's like, you know what? There are no drivers in this sport right now. Other than maybe Kyle Busch, that race like that, it's a lot of give and take. People are just like, oh, yeah, I'll just let you buy. Ross Chastain, no, no. If he wants it, he's going after it. And if he doesn't want to lose it, he's going to do his best to make sure you don't take it from him. And uh, I, I think that's impressive. I mean, we saw it in the cup race when Martin Truex Jr. put him a lap down. Truex ran him up the track. And, of course, Truex hits on the radio because it's not Truex's fault. And he goes... What's that guy's problem after Ross got behind him and kind of just, you know, hey, I'm here. I knew you did that to me. Like, I'm not going to just pull over for you. You're putting me a lap down. I want to stay in the lead lap. So, what a what an impressive night all around by a lot of these guys. I was so happy to, to see uh, that, uh, that 10 car with Ross Chastain get back in contention and come back with a top five, especially after that. A uh, little collision with the wall that actually turned out to not be so bad, um, but it still required a lot of fighting back to get back into the show in that race. And so Ross Chastain has something that I call competitive calmness. Uh, you see it in in Kyle Busch. You see it in Jimmy Johnson. You know there are a lot of drivers that you you see competitive calmness in, and it's the ability to just stay behind the wheel and take everything that comes at you and just keep going. You know. Um, and Chastain proved again that he could do that, and he came home and finished fourth. So, you know, all that with being taken out of the six cars, Ryan Newman comes back, not get, in other words, not getting to run as many races in the six cars as you thought maybe you would have. Um, and, and so right now, Ross Chastain's dealing with a lot. He, I, he better be in that 42 car next year, I'll tell you. Chip Ganassi better quit NASCAR. Um, he really impressed uh, us a lot to, uh, last night. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I was impressed with him. Uh, impressed with a lot of people. Dane Smith, I want to give a shout out to in the twenty one. We're talking about. Um, we're talking about uh, Xfinity. Oh, Xfinity. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, fourth place finish. Uh, it's it's a matter of time. I mean, he's he's going to cop, and if he's if he's putting himself on the line against Kyle, you're you're in you're in good company. If uh, drivers who have that style, Kyle Busch and Ross Chastain, um, I mean, that's uh, 
that's that's no no slouch you're being compared to. So it's just a matter of time. I'm I'm excited to see what he does with the colleague team. I think he's got a real shot at the Xfinity Championship this year if he can piece it all. I like that Ross. Um, something that he said. Uh, I think it was. I don't know if it was post race or if it was during. I was listening to a lot of his uh, radio. Uh, that was last night. I didn't listen to. I, I listened to Tommy Joe during the. Right. Um. But I was listening. I don't know if it was said on the radio during the Xfinity or if it was after the race. Uh. But I just he came out and he goes, uh, we're right there. Like we are we're, people. We are here. You know, to to knocking on the door to be able to win these races. Uh. I don't think it was. A, I don't think it's a secret or that the people don't see it. Uh. Obviously. Colleague, they they won Daytona, they won the Roval. Uh, was it the Roval? Yeah, with Dinger, uh, which are two races where cars are fairly equal. Uh, if you if you're good at the track, you're gonna be good. And obviously, we saw that. We saw Ross can race, and he it's Super Speedway. So if you get up front and you know how to do a Super Speedway race, you're gonna win. He was aggressive in that Daytona race that he won for Colleague. Um, but then and then AJ Allmendinger. An incredible road driver going out, winning a race in in the ten car for at the Roval. Um, but throughout the rest of the races throughout the season, especially last season when we saw Ross in the ten, when we saw Elliott Sadler in the ten, the car runs good, but it it's never looked like a, a winning car. Um, at I, I guess what you would see the bread and butter of NASCAR. Um, next week we could probably see next week is going to be a great you know chance for him to get a win. I think this season. Um, but I also think that this team is really coming together. I think you got Ross, who is an incredible driver, and Justin Haley it doesn't get enough credit for the driver he is. Uh, and he had a he had an unfortunate race. He didn't end up getting the finish he deserved. He was up front mm. for a lot of that race. He was top five for a lot of this race. Uh, so I think that this team is right there. And if Ross starts to get this team wins, I think Justin Haley's going to start getting wins too. I think we'll see it with both cars, and um, actually, they're, uh, the Dinger is going to be there next week at for Bristol, so they're going to have three cars next week going for it. Uh, again, AJ Allmendinger is not a joke. You put him in that that car, he he proves he can win. He can win in anything. He can win at any track. Um, so it's going to be Colleague is really becoming the team everyone thinks they can be, and that's awesome. That's awesome for them, and they need that. Um, they're basically. Spot that Turner Motorsports left when when uh, the the Turner Motorsports ownership team decided to just have an interior fit and they just gave everything away. So um, they're basically filling that void. They're running well. They're running competitively. It's really good to see. I I feel like uh, Matt Colleague said it the best uh, at the beginning of this season, and he goes and it was. After they were like, all right, so why are you, uh, why are you guys fielding um, a cup a car at, at Daytona for Justin Haley? And mm. he's like, well, if you're not growing, you're dying. Mm. And that that is something that I I think is completely true in this sport. If you're not trying to be better and move up, then what are you doing? You're just gonna sit around. And I think we saw that with with yeah. Turner Scott. They sat, it was basically Turner Motorsports. Scott did go to Cup, but he went to Cup, you know, it was it was rough, his transition to the Cup Series. Yeah, um, didn't, have, didn't have too much backing. He just had Allgaier. Um, 
who had the sponsors and he has the talent, but it just they didn't have the best cars. And I think it was because it went from Turner Scott. It was a partnership where they worked really well together to all of a sudden just H. Scott Motorsports. And people were like, you know, oh, you know, what happened to Turner? Like, you would think that they would all move up together. I mean, Braun tried moving up with... They, they kind of were giving it a, a taste with Reed Sorensen in the 32. And then Turner yeah. took over. I mean, it was just like they, they, they gave it a shot. Colleg has gone from a one-car team to a two-car team. And then they did three cars at one point last year. And they're doing three cars a couple times this year. And they did a cup car at Daytona. I'm sure we'll see the cup car again. Uh, and if things don't work out, I feel like Col- Matt Colleg loves Ross Chastain. I, yeah. I and I Nutrigen yeah, Solutions loves Ross Chastain. If who things, wouldn't though? Exactly. You there is a guy to get behind and push. Um, oh man. He's a hell of a guy. Uh if if things don't work out with Chip Ganassi, which I very I doubt it, right? I really do doubt it. I see Collar going, "All right, I think we can win with you and Cup. Let's go to Cup." You know? I mean, yeah. I think they're I think they're really they love Justin Haley too. And I think that's awesome. You need that for a team. You need to love your drivers or else what are you doing? So I mean, I'm I'm definitely I'm excited to see what goes on with them. But then we also we we the, the, the truck race last night. That truck <laughs> race was awesome, and it really sucks because oh, Ross Chastain God, yeah. in the Nice 42. Hey, Ross Chastain to the 42 it worked out. Uh, he he moved. He went started. Where did he start? I'm gonna look. He's right in the. He started 27th. In the 40 truck field. I haven't seen 40 trucks since the very first race in trucks. And I think it's right around that, that first year. And this is the first truck race ever on a Tuesday. Ross drove from 27th to the lead by the end of the first stage. And then in the second stage, he was way too aggressive. Made extremely aggressive moves. And the, it was like the third, or, second or yeah. third aggressive move he did. Got loose, tagged the wall very slightly, but it was enough to knock in the back a little bit. And it threw yeah. off the arrow to his car, his truck, the entire rest of the race. I listened to his his team that pretty much that whole race, except for when I wanted to get a laugh, and I listened at. Uh, I'm not gonna name the driver, but the double zero and the forty four. I checked out their radios um, just because I was curious, uh, not to throw darts or, or make any stabs or anything about this, but I was listening to Ross Chastain's radio when Natalie Decker wrecked. We'll call them cuts, not stabs. Yeah, uh, and and uh, Ross goes, they go, caution's out, it's uh, the 44, your teammate, and then he goes, you know, I'm surprised she made it this far. <laughs> I started laughing. I'm like, you can't say that, dude. It was so funny. But he, it, and the, like, I, I don't know. It's Natalie Decker. She knows that, you know, she's, you, you gotta listen. To, I gotta start listening to her radio. And I think everyone should, because apparently she said some really funny stuff last night. That's, it's kind of one of those moments where you're like, oh man, like you're, you cringe. Cause you're like, I don't want this to be funny because that's really just sad. Uh, yeah. So feel bad. In her defense, she has grown quite a lot over the last year and a half, but there that still doesn't replace the YouTube video that is up on YouTube right now that is a compilation of her best moments on the radio last year, uh. but not limited to her spotter getting 
just frustrated with with what he has to do because every time he sh- would shout an instruction, she would do the exact opposite and get in trouble. You know, <laughs> so just a just a rough rookie year for uh, for her, and and you know she's she's taking steps in the right direction. Mm-hmm. We can't say about some of the some of the people who have come up in the uh lower tier series uh even with the ton of potential they may have you know who actually ran a very uneventful race last night which is amazing and good for her angela ruck quietly started up front she opted to drop to the back maybe it was a team decision didn't do anything didn't get in a wreck she ended up being at one point in front of Ross Chastain. Ross Chastain's radio. Who's in the double zero? Oh, it's that girl. Okay, glad we're in a different lane. She didn't wreck. She got three wide, but she didn't wreck the truck. And right. uh, awesome. Awesome for her. I mean, uh, congrats, Angela. Wow. Like, I'm proud of you. She finished 20. Uh, but, you know, this is a truck that probably could finish. 23rd at best with anybody in it so you know great run by her she only finished what two laps down at most you know what she one. was a she was in the lead lap for a majority of the race yeah yep. you she gotta very- you gotta hand it to her i think she she was the first car one lap down so i think she got a lap down there right at the very end yeah, yeah. no I, I saw her going to lap down that's incredible but, uh, kudos though like for that team yeah that that's a pretty that that's a big step for them and angela you canadians know, had a rough race rafael lassard got 15th and uh, Stuart friesen got 30th in a in a beautiful oh that four truck is beautiful i got it gorgeous isn't it oh my god yeah just i was watching that i'm like yeah no if if they have make a die cast of that i'm probably gonna buy it um Stuart friesen man i feel so bad i feel bad for him I feel bad for him and who, who was he passing? Brennan Poole? Um, yeah. Was it Brennan? It was Brennan Poole. And then Jesse... How do you pronounce his last oh, name? Jesse Iwuji. Iwuji. Iwuji, yeah. You know, this is a podcast. We don't hold back. We don't hold back things that we say on here. You know, we've been very vocal about things we don't well, like. Well, yeah, to a point, you know. Uh, Jesse Iwuji should never race in a truck again. Ooh. Okay. Get out. What? Get out of the sport. Yeah. What are you doing? His only thing going for him is I was in the Navy. We love it. Thank you for everything you do. And you know what? You can continue to be a big supporter of this sport. As a as a Navy member, went out there, did a couple truck races, and you, you, you don't know what you're doing, though. You don't know what you're doing. I, I don't understand how. I don't understand how, and you saw it on Twitter too. People were like, "Man, they're just handing out licenses to anybody." Yeah. What did you? Do? Oh my! I felt so bad. He's run Canada, I think, the past couple of years, and now he's making the jump up with the, the guy, team. I think the guy finished, or the guy in last place in a K and N race sp- self spun to bring bring out a caution, like. The guy is not, he's not a good driver. He's just not a good driver. And, you know, you can always get better. And I feel like that's what ARCA's for. Not the trucks. I mean, Angela Ruck shouldn't be in the trucks. She did a lot better. 
I mean, I'd rather put, after last night especially, I'd rather put Angela Ruck or Natalie Decker in my truck before I put Jesse Uji in it. Yeah, Dude. so did I. Dude, like, he, ugh, he, he was getting lapped for like the 50th time. By, and Stuart Friesen, who's a great driver, has not been what good this season. He's, he, I see what he did. He tried to move up thinking, oh, I was, I'm going to go to the outside and get out of the way, not realizing the leaders were already coming to pass. So I, in that situation, you just stay low. You just hold your line and let the leaders do the work. You know, I want to say they, there had to be, there had to be some spotter communication, like faster trucks coming up on the outside of you. And then on his, in his head, he probably thought, well, I better move up high. That's not yeah, what you do. to try and get out of the way to no, let them have the inside, I'm guessing is what he thought. There's no way his spotter said, you know, just he, that didn't let him know this, that he's a slow truck. Dude, he moved up to the middle of the track. He didn't even get to the high lane. He didn't even, he didn't, the 30 car truck was on the high lane. He moved up, he, he didn't stay low right in front of Stuart Friesen. And, oh my God, dude. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm extremely mean. Maybe I'm like really, really mean. Uh, just not good. Just not good. That wasn't good at all. That was really embarrassing. Yeah, I'm watching the replay now, and the 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 truck that Awuji is driving is the white one, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure Reun Brothers. Yeah. Relatively it, underfunded team. It was a very. It was either very careless or the truck just would not turn at that moment. It's one or the other. But even if it, it couldn't it, turn, it was out of the trioval, which you can turn better, I think, there than on a real turn. Because yeah. if you're tight, normally it's tight in the turns. No one's ever like, yeah, yeah. I'm tight on the front stretch. Right through the trioval. I'm tight but, on um, the. It- just a simple, it just seemed like a simple miscommunication by a driver who's not very experienced and not yeah. very experienced in trucks either. Um, and he just made a big mistake and he just shouldn't keep making them if he wants to uh, have longevity in the trucks, I guess, if you, if you want me to summarize that neatly for you. You know what makes this worse? This, uh, there is something that makes this extremely worse for Jesse Awuji. For, he shouldn't have been there, in my opinion. He shouldn't have been in this race. Right. Uh, this was his first start this season. He didn't start the first two races in the trucks. He made five starts last season in the trucks, and that was the only thing he did. He was deployed. I will say that. He was deployed. However, shouldn't have made... That, no way. No way. I, I feel like the dude has... You look through his stats, right? He did two... Full seasons in the KNN West, 16-17. One top 10. Then did six starts 2018. Did two four starts total 2017-2018 in the East Series. Nothing. Average finish of 22nd in both those starts. Average finish of 17th in the West Series starts. West Series is notoriously worse than the East Series. Um, yeah. I don't think that's a secret. Um, and then you got... The Arca Menard series, it was just the regular Arca. He ran 2018, did six races, average finish of 24th in Arca. You know how bad you have to be to finish 24th? 
for um I think he drove I think it was Patriot or they bought BBM the Mortgage like John that. Wood the 34 so maybe it wasn't even a good team. No, uh, the, no, Patriot is not a great K&N team. He got he finished one race on the lead lap that was 15th at Talladega. Uh that was it. Uh he what's that- all you have to do is just not wreck and you can finish on the lead lap. Yeah. He wrecked at Charlotte. He wrecked at Pocono. Transmission went at Michigan. Engine blew at Chicago. Struggles. I'm, I'm telling you, there's no way that you get a license, I think, doing that. He ran a bunch of ra- He ran uh, three races or five races for Rayum last season. Uh, best mm-hmm. finish of 17th. I, you know, I guess you got to give him that. At uh, at uh, actually, I'm not gonna give it to him. Uh, where is this? Texas finished 17th at Texas. Um, a lap down. I'm gonna give him that one. But in the same race, Jennifer Joe Cobb finished right behind him in 18th. So, Oy. yeah. Uh, the last car running was in 22nd. So, come on, come on. Yeah. That's insane. I don't know. Ugly moment. So maybe I'm really mean there. Maybe I'm really mean, but dude, that was the. I would. That's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you, you, that's something you do on iRacing, and everybody gets mad at you. Like, what's wrong with you? Why would you do that? And then he did it in real life. So I don't know. But yeah. Same experience. What? So what? I'm just gonna chalk it up to an experience and just. Should be, getting, should be getting more challenge. experience not in trucks. We saw, though, I mean, there's a lot more that happened in trucks. That was good. How about John Hunter Nemechek? He started 38th. It's so weird to say he started 38th really? in the truck race. 38th? Yeah, yeah. We got right up to the top 10, ran top 10 for a lot of the race, and then finishing sixth. Ty Majeski uh, getting a top 10. That's awesome for him and Nice. Uh, of course, we saw Ross look really good. Um, and then if your other driver is Natalie Decker, it's really easy to probably look good. So, um, not looks, haha. <laughs> uh, but also Garrett Smithley, he he didn't have that good of a race. He actually ended up, I think, spinning out. Um, but if he wasn't running too bad the whole race. Um, but yeah, you know, trucks just don't disappoint with trucks. Ever, ever, ever. <laughs> it's trucks. Hey, tell you finally won. Oh yeah! Oh my god! How can we skip over that part? The bounty has been the bounty hunter has is successful, and yeah, that's where actually. Elliot, oh boy, we're getting here that's... to the end of this podcast. Uh, I there's something I want to talk about. How about Kyle Busch's interview after that race? Oh boy, and... making me uh, making me very frustrated. See, I said I, am... I talked a lot about Jesse Awuji there mm-hmm. that I didn't really feel bad about saying. So, mm-hmm. uh, James, go ahead. <laughs> I will never, ever feel bad about chastising uh, uh, Kyle Busch for how he conducts himself in the interviews. Because it, it we, we and we, Eric, you alluded to this earlier in the show, but Kyle Busch is, is either one of the best interviews you'll ever do or one of the worst interviews that you'll ever do. Unfortunately, when he doesn't win... It's it's not fun, you know. It's not fun to talk to him after a race. Uh, such was the case this uh, this weekend when he says that he had a uh, broken part right at the start of the race and he had to 
run all the way through this race, and so that's basically the only way Chase Elliott beat him. I personally, I don't care if that's true. I don't care if Kyle Busch had problems with a part or anything like that. I'm just thrilled that Chase Elliott beat him uh, because Chase Elliott deserved to to at least win one race uh, here in the early part of the reopening of the NASCAR season uh, yeah. because Kyle Busch dumped Chase Elliott in Darlington. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of people wanted to see Chase Elliott pay Kyle Busch back at Charlotte in the Cup Series, but the best way is to beat him. He had the opportunity to beat him in the 600. Just it, it just did not work out with Byron's flat tire. But Kyle Busch has got to stop giving poor sportsmanship interviews after races. Nobody likes losing a race. Not one person. But you see some of the greatest drivers of all time after a race give a fabulous interview. Jimmy Johnson never has a problem with the media, at least, in losing a race. Because uh, he knows that they're not asking anything just because they have to do it. He knows that they're, they're asking something because they want to know what he thinks. And and Kyle Busch can be angry. He can be disappointed. He, he does not have to lash out at the media anymore. It was never cool to do that. It will never, ever be cool to do that. And that's not really the, the the problem that we had with Kyle Busch yesterday. It's just, you know, it, it's hard to it's hard to endorse someone who is just so darn animated. He cursed on uh, live TV when he talked about how there's going to be a meeting at Kyle Busch Motorsports, uh, which that would be today. Um, He blasted everybody on that team without owning it himself, because this is his team. It's not Joe Gibbs racing. That is Kyle Busch Motorsports. And to, to say that everybody else messed up, but not me, even though I'm the leader of the ship, so to speak. It's just so boring. Nobody likes that. Nobody loves that. There's no, there's, there's no, there's nothing to be proud of in behaving like that. Never, ever, ever, ever. Mm. And and for Kyle Busch to do it again and again. And again, I was livid with this interview last week in Darlington, and we saw we you guys heard that on the podcast. And, but at the same time, he, he keeps doing it. You know, he he keeps getting sponsors. He's got this rowdy energy now, um, and, and he keeps getting a lot of money to do things like this. And I just don't get it because right now, if I'm M&Ms, I I would be looking for new talent because Kyle Busch is a thirty-five. And B, he's just nobody loves him. Nobody really, nobody really is. is I mean, is his legion, his legion of fans, I think, would probably disagree with that. Um, I don't care. I just don't care. I'm not even close to caring. Um, but you know, like he, he, he lost the race to Chase Elliott, but he instantly put the excuse on the broken part. 
And, and you just don't do that. You, you have to say that that team did better the entire race, uh, or at least when it mattered, because Kyle Busch did lead 25 laps in this race. Uh, and just so happens that Chase Elliott led 47 of the ones that mattered the most. Matter of fact, dominated the race, I think. 47, and I don't see anybody else with numbers even close to that. So, uh, you know, he's frustrating. He's really, really frustrating. And I think I'm going to leave it there. Fair enough. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm on the side of... I feel like it's getting really old. It is. It's getting really old. Uh, he is getting older. He's, you just mentioned it. He's 35. He's been in this sport for, uh, I don't know. Um, I forgot. Cups. He's been in the sport since 2004. He's been in Cups since 2004, right? Or, 2005. 2004, he made starts. So 2005, rookie. Uh, but right. still, Trinity before that. Everything before that. Uh, that's a long time. That's he's been. It's got a fifteen-plus career year career a, a veteran in the Cup Series, um, and I just feel like it's super. It it it's got to be embarrassing for these sponsors to hear him act like this. And it's, I totally get it, man. He puts you up front. He puts your name in the news. That's always good. He will always right. get people talking about him. That's great. I'll give it to him. But it's getting so old now. It's just, oh, boo-hoo, Kyle Busch finished second. You know, I don't mean to be like, oh, Kyle Busch the whiner. Oh, it's Kyle Busch. No, no, no. The guy's (laughs) mad that he finished second. Understandable. He's mad that a part broke in the car. Understandable. But you don't get out of the car Every single time, and you're just like one word sentences, or you know, oh, it's not my fault, it's something else's fault, dude. You were up there battling for the win, obviously, it doesn't matter if you won the race. It when you were gonna, oh, I don't care, I, I do a part broke my car, you know, I'm gonna talk to my effing team, like, dude, what, what is your deal? You he always act not a part of the team, it's just like. Man, I don't, I don't care about taking responsibility. I don't, I don't care about any of that. I just, I care about, like, it happens every single time. And it, it's like, like, oh, uh, you're, they're going to go interview Kyle Bush. What's he mad about now? You know, like, and he's going to be. He gives us a mad interview. And everybody's like, oh, Kyle Bush upset. Oh, you know, it's like. Are you really that surprised that he's upset by it? You know, he's just going to be, uh, I'm sorry, acting like a, like a, you're immature. You're 35, dude. You're acting like you're the sponsor, the, the fans you attract with your sponsor. You Kids look up to you, man. Kids look up to you because you're the M&M's driver. Kids are attracted to the M&M's car. They've always been. I like Tony Stewart because I like the color orange, but you know what? Tell you what, if my fat self growing up didn't look at the M&M's car and think, I like Elliot Sadler, you're you're crazy. Because I loved Elliot Sadler. I'm like, he's a good, that's the M&M's car. And it's just, that's the way it is. The way it is. And it's it's super, I I can't stand all of the announcers. Oh, 
Yeah, if you don't like that, you don't like someone who's who's passionate about what they do. It's not that. It's not that at all. Actually, what what like, it is. Would agree that yes, but that's not our. That's not your. Grade. That's not. That's not the argument. Like, uh, yeah, uh, obviously, obviously, he's passionate about the sport. But what driver do you see act like that? Other than him, people finish second, get out of the car, yeah. they at least congratulate the guy who won. Sometimes, like. You don't even yeah. have to do that. I don't care if Kyle Busch would get out of the car and been like, well, you know, Chase Elliott did, ran a great race, you know, at least I lost to the yeah. other, the best truck. No, no, he gets out of the car and uh, he had something break at the very beginning. Like, okay, uh, you led laps in the race. Obviously, mm-hmm. that didn't matter. I mean, it just didn't matter. You had a lot of laps in the race. It just... It, it's so it's very sad. It's just very sad. And I, I hate that he gets all these people like just defending him left and right. Like he's trying to do that. No, like dude. Is fans. it, is it re- no, not fans. I'm talking about like media well, people. His fans are gonna defend him anyway. Me- media media people who see him, I think I kind of try to see it. I think he's kind of embraced that sort of villain role. He knows people don't like him the whole uh, taking a bow thing, and I remember the whole Brad Keselowski thing with him in Bristol, and he was getting booed during driver interviews. He's embraced all of that. He embraces yeah. having that spotlight on him. He embraces kind of having that bad boy image, and all the people comparing him to to Dale Earnhardt. I think that's that's a little bit of a stretch for now. Wait until his career's over, and then get back to me on that. But mm-hmm. he's embraced the modern day kind of Daryl Waltrip bad boy. Everyone yeah. doesn't like me, and I'm going to revel in it. He's he's embraced that, and he kind of carries that. Whether he that's just how he is, or if he wants to wants himself to be portrayed like that. However, it is. I think he's really kind of embraced it, and he kind of likes that attention it gives him, that notoriety it gives him, and I think sponsors like that too because it gets eyeballs on him. One of these days. It's something I think I think one of these days something's gonna happen. He's thirty five years I old. Mean, maybe. His, his career isn't over. His career he still has. Right. Like, I think he still has at least eight years, nine years, good years. I was not. He has at least eight to nine good years left of being yeah. at the top of his game. I mean, I I wouldn't be surprised if he's out there winning a championship at forty five. That's ten years. He's thirty five. However, Kurt Busch. Remember we talked about Kurt Busch a couple weeks ago. Kurt yeah. Busch gave a lot of similar interviews. He wasn't always finishing second, but he just gave interviews and he was mad. And what happened? He ended up getting kicked from his car because of how bad these interviews were. And look at Kurt Busch now. Kurt Busch is a completely changed person. He's great in interviews. I love listening to Kurt Busch. I love hearing that guy talk. Like, he's awesome. And, and the fans... Fans booed the Bush brothers all throughout their big early careers. Only one of them continues to get booed. Kurt Bush has become a favorite among fans. Yep. People are like, this guy has changed. He's become like a really good people like that. I just don't I, I don't on you're I, I do agree, you know, with He's gonna put your sponsor in the in in the daylight, but I don't think anybody's like watched that race last night and gave any shits about Cessna being on the hood of his truck. No, you know, no one cared. 
the only thing I noticed, I, I, I did notice, I go, oh, man, it says hand sanitizer on the side of his car. I didn't see what the sponsor was. It's big machine hand sanitizer now that I check it. Um, we're near, we're at the end of this podcast. A lot of, a lot of angriness, man. We got, we got Bristol coming up, which is only going to cause more drama. Only, ah, dang, you beat me to it. I was I, like, you want more in? The action is here. I love Bristol. Uh, Bristol's going to, it's going to be, talk about a great oh, weekend. Uh, you know, we, oh, Casey, by the way, before we even get into Bristol picks, uh, oh, you didn't pick. make picks this weekend, but thank God the race got I delayed. Did. What is your yeah. pick for the race tomorrow? My, what, and my to give you to, to, no, not uh, 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 if oh, you have if uh, you have your random fantasy, sure. Uh, but your main pick, uh, I'll tell you, James and I, I picked Alex Bowman for tomorrow's race, mm-hmm. which is awesome because he ran amazing at the Coke Six Hundred. James, I forgot who you picked actually. Oh yeah, you picked Chase Elliott for the second race. Yeah, yep. Not the first one. You picked it for the second one. Um, the first one. Sorry. What? I picked Jimmy Johnson for the first one. Yep. Which uh, ultimately did not do well. Oh man. Um. You know what? I'm gonna go with Bowman too. All I right. think I just have a feeling about him. I don't know what it is. I, I feel like uh, with Chevy kind of coming back, Hendricks kind of clawing their way back where they haven't been the past couple of years. And um, I, I think Bowman's really, now that he's got that first win out of the way, that kind of, that just clears up a little bit more of that mental space that he can just kind of go after it. He can just be kind of like, yeah, let's, let's full send. Let's go alternate strategy. Let's, let's, let's put everything towards our race weekends. Let's see what we can get. It gives him a little bit of that extra pep in his step, a little bit more confidence to he try did and something, go out here. And, uh... He did something really smart, the Coke 600, which was he got loose with two to go, started moving back, and he was like, "You know what? I'm not gonna finish. Uh, I'm not gonna finish up here. I'm, I don't know if it was something his radio. Uh, he's like, all right, well, I'm not gonna win this race. What can I do?" The dude fell to the back. He finished the last car in the lead lap, and at the time, it was gonna be pole. It was gonna be the pole car come uh, come the race on on Wednesday, aka tomorrow. Now, uh, but I mean today, if you're listening to the podcast. Uh, on the dates released, but he's still gonna be starting in the front row with his teammate. I mean, that works out amazing. That works out yep. incredible for him and uh, Byron. So clean air is everything. He was the faster of hit between him and Byron. I mean, that's what a smart move by Bowman. Uh, but we, we're going to Bristol after we get through next week, and that's a Cup race and an Xfinity race at Bristol. That's all we got. Just a one ra- one race for each. Um. Back to a little bit of normalcy, even though I think the Xfinity race is now going to be moved to Monday. I don't know for sure. Um, I don't know if Jayski will tell me that. Um, but we, we're going into Bristol. It's You never know who can win this race because it's a little bit more of an equalizer to other races. Uh, but they have the old package. We saw Matt, we saw Matt Benedetto do good with the old package, or with the, with the, the current package last year. But now that we're back to the old short track package, remember he finished sixth with BK Racing. He's good with that package too. Uh, I'll let you guys go first for your Bristol picks. So, uh, James, how about you start it off? Because Casey just did his Charlotte. My pick for Bristol is going to be the man that I continually bash and bash. By the way, sorry, Bristol Xfinity is moved to Monday, seven PM, June first. My pick is going to be Kyle Busch. 
I just think that even with his personality and even with the, for the, the for the cop race, what's that for the cop race? Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. I, I sometimes <laughs> we, sometimes we do Xfinity first, and I was oh. like, wait a minute, he's not in the Xfinity race. <laughs> oh, right. You Sorry, do Xfinity I, first. I hear you correctly. My yeah, my pick for the cup race is Kyle Busch because I think e- even with his consistent just you know, getting old shtick of just complaining about everything. He's still one of the most talented drivers out there. He's still a wheel man. He can still go three wide by himself. Uh, I, I And I think he's going to be well adjusted to racing in Bristol with the, the patch, the package as it is going to be for the Xfinity series race. Honestly, I, I, I find it very difficult to bet against Chase Briscoe again. Because I think Darlington is basically a, 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 a short track that is supposed to be a, a speedway, you know, a mile and a half track, mile and four tenths. Uh, but he ran that race superbly, and I think he can do it again in Bristol. I like that. AC, you want to go next? Um, I'm just trying to. I, I usually don't do these with any sort of script. I usually. When we get to him, I kind of do him off the top of my head. So um, I feel like this is in both races for Bristol. Um, Harrison Burton, I don't know. I just have a feeling about... I think all the Gibbs cars are probably going to be pretty good Um, when we get to Bristol in the Xfinity side. I mean, Bradley Hurst, notwithstanding. But um, I don't know. I have a funny feeling about Harrison Burton when it comes to their... Um and for oh that's tough I don't know first person I can think of I guess is Kevin Harvin I don't know I I think he'll be strong throughout this entire little extended um stretch of racing despite how taxing it might be for him and the team but I think he'll be I think he'll kind of he'll have the the adventure line I guess or whatever it is that the there's the sticky stuff on the on the bottom, I think, yeah. or on the top, or whatever that. Yeah, he'll be riding line. that all the way to victory. I just think he'll have a good run. Yeah. All right. Sorry right, for my so all obviously we don't have a random fantasy yet because there's still a cup race tomorrow, uh, so right. we won't have those for you guys today. Uh, my cup pick for Bristol. Uh, I said this was going to happen. I'm I'm, I'm going to go with. The pick that I made to start off the season uh, as who we're going to see win two races, I thought, this season. Uh, I think the guy who's going to get done is Matthew Benedetto. I know that's crazy. I feel like it's a crazy pick to pick him because he's been steady this season. Uh, I think he's performing about where he should should have been, where I think people would have expected him to do. I don't think people expected him to go out and, uh, you know, blow the rails off this sport and become the best driver ever in 21. Uh, but I do think a lot of people thought he was going to run better. And guess what? He's running better in that 21. He's been, he's had a very quiet, steady season so far. Uh, actually, uh, he is sitting currently, uh, I'm pretty sure he's top 10 in points. Oh, he's 11th. He's 11th in points. Uh, he has two top tens, a top five, uh, average finish of 12th. I mean, that's awesome. He's off to a much better start than last season. Uh, and he showed Bristol to be the track that he can probably perform the best at. 
He's got great stats at Bristol. He a sixth place, his best career finish uh, previous to last year's Bristol race, which was with BK Racing. It was BK Racing's best finish. Uh, then he went out, almost won in the 95 last year at the second yeah. Bristol race. Matt DiBenedetto was my pick for the cup race. Xfinity, again, we never know. I think Xfinity is more of up in the air. But we got no uh, no cup drivers in this one. Uh, I've been on the team of Justin Allgaier, I think, is on the downward slope for his career. Um, but he's yeah. been really good. He's been really steady this year. Been really steady. Another driver just getting the finishes he needs. He kind of wasn't that great at uh, at Charlotte. Still managed to get a top five finish, but did not. He had issues in the wall at one point. Sitting there sixth in points. I think Justin Allgaier is going to be their winner at Bristol. I think it's going to take someone who's got some skill. Uh, Bristol's a great track to bring equalizer to every car. Uh, I think he's going to be the guy to get it done. So That's some great picks right there. We, uh, yeah, I feel really good about that, guys. Um, longer podcast today. We had a lot to talk about, and we're going to have a lot to talk about next week where we have the cup race. That's going to be today. Uh, and then we have another cup race at Bristol. Man, that's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah, we got Thursday and then Friday, Saturday off, and then Sunday again, we're back at it. So, um, thank you everybody for checking out the podcast, listening. We're still going strong here. Episode 13, I think. <laughs> I still didn't, still didn't figure it out. One of them. <laughs> uh, I'm surprised you've lost count. It's in the teens. That's for sure. <laughs> God. Have a good night, everybody. I say, one, I, I say have a good night because we recorded at night on a Wednesday. But who, have when, a good every day. Whenever you're listening to this, I hope you're mm-hmm. just going to have a good one. If you're up at 2 a.m. listening to this, if you're 5 p.m., chill out and uh, enjoy the ride.